up. What's up, man? How's it going? Good, man. How are you? I can't complain. Can't complain. Uh, all right. Well, hello, hello, everyone. Thanks, everyone, for joining. Um, we're about to do a segment today um, on HBCU News, and we got a hot topic. We wanted to get that today. It's a lot of um, internet fodder going back and forth about a HBCU grad who was recently announced her campaign um, starting to run for president in 2020. So really excited about that. Um, we actually wanted to talk about a little bit about her background and then also kind of some history and talk about some of her uh, positions on different subjects and also just give everyone a perspective um, and, and not necessarily, you know, with some of these facts, these myths that are out there. Yeah. So we want to start off too. I guess I can introduce myself. Mm -hmm. um, Terrence Caldwell, Tennessee State grad and uh, founder of HBCU alum as well. Yeah, Ronald yeah. Miller people, uh, founder of HBCU startups, North Carolina A&T grad. No doubt, no doubt. Thanks everybody for joining in. Um, just kind of want to start off too with some sponsors. We have a couple of sponsors who um, definitely are HBCU graduates and uh, we want to get some of their information and some of their product out there as well. I'll start uh, with Dr. Diva. Um, she's a Norfolk State graduate and she wrote a book, um, I've got a story to tell. It's basically highlighting six stories of different African-American females and it was basically their, their, their their, their struggles are documented, uh, but a lot of their struggles made them stronger. So that's the book you can uh, take a look at and kind of tell. Um, another sponsor we have, um, Steve Campbell. He's a family graduate. He actually owns and the founder of I We Pair. And they are a app that's kind of revolutionary um, in terms of a lot of the hair care products that you can. So give him a shout, check him out. Uh, his IG is I repair um, as well. And uh, the last sponsor, DJ Artistic, also a 40 a.m. grad. Uh, he's a DJ in the Los Angeles area. Just got a big gig to uh, do Super Bowl here in Atlanta coming up next week um, uh, for, for, uh, for a big event. So um, definitely want to give those three sponsors a shout out. So want to get right into it? Yeah, let's get right into it. That's a, oh, there it goes. It's a little blurry for a second for you, man. Right now. Okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. So, Kamala Harris, um, let's just start about it real quickly. Um, born in Oakland back in 1964. Um, her parents, her mother was Indian, her father was Jamaican, and they both um, you know, moved to the California area uh, to, to start graduate school. She then moved to Quebec. Um, and then after finishing up high school there, she uh, transitioned on to Howard University, where she graduated in 1986 uh, from Howard, and then went back to the West Coast to go to uh, attend the University of California Hastings to get her law degree. And so after um, she passed the bar the following year after graduating, she took a position in 1990 as the uh, deputy district attorney for Alameda County in California. So progressed there, um, did a lot of good things that are there, and also uh, took a position 
um, in 2003 as the actual district attorney of San Francisco. So uh, a lot of positive changes occurred there, definitely helped out um, a lot of different segments, a lot of minorities as well. Um, in 2004, she started the Back on Track Initiative, and that was basically a reentry program uh, trying to help uh, nonviolent drug offenders, first-time drug offenders, you know, to get an opportunity to, to be re-entered back into society and not necessarily throw minorities, for the most part, in prison. Uh, so I think she, that was very, it was actually endorsed um, later on by Governor Arnold Schwarzenegger, and that's something that a lot of other cities were trying to model across California and the country with that Back on Track initiative. So that was very dope. Um, elected back in 07 again, and back in 2008, my first time really hearing of her, um, she basically was one of the people on the hot list to be a future president one day. Mm. And so that was uh, a, a big deal back then, 10 years ago, 11 years ago, guys. Yeah. Um, and then in 2009, she progressed and, and, and wrote a book basically, um, you know, Smart on Crime, a current prosecutor's uh, assessment of kind of, you know, her life and what's all going on. And, and as everyone knows, she uh, became uh, on in 2010 and, and helped with a lot of hate crimes and uh, started another initiative as well, uh, trying to basically protect a lot of teens and children from hate crimes. So she one who's always kind of had our back in terms of a lot of minorities as well. She never really forgot her roots, even when she went on um, to become a state senator as well. Uh, coming out of California, she's a Jewish student now, um, that position for a couple of years. And then we had a good track record of supporting um, uh, youth, uh, minorities, but you know, there's a few negative things that are out there about some of her, her policies of when she was a district attorney. And a lot of people honestly don't like district attorneys because they send these people to jail. Yeah. Um, and but what she said and what her it was a nonviolent crime, simple drug offenses, especially in California, you don't need to serve 10, 20 years in jail um, for having marijuana when it was banned or uh, a, a simple drug. So something that she's did, Definitely, so I know you're doing it. broke up a little bit. I can't. I can't hear you. What, what was the last part? I can start um, and give your perspective. Yeah. So let's really get into you know some of the things she did. Uh, you know, with that as an attorney general. In 2010, Harris was elected as California's Attorney General. How did, how did she care on criminal justice reform? Once she was the head of the justice in the Golden State, she won praise for making state justice statistics publicly available. So now people can see what's going on in the communities across the state. They can see you know, what kind of impact she had and what kind of things that law enforcement is doing in the community. That was the main thing, so that's available. Uh, including arrest-related deaths. So a lot of people think that maybe the police were, she's really all the way working just for the police and, you know, on their behalf, you know, working with the state, but she works for the people as well as an attorney general. So she launched a statewide police training program as well, reducing unconscious racial bias among officers. And that was great as well. So when she did that, when she was up, 
uh, against her appointment for the first run for Attorney General in 2010. Law, law enforcement groups spent about $1.5 million to support her opponent. So they weren't on her side. Yeah, and a lot of people are speaking on that. So she's not just trying to, you know, she's really trying to create a reform holistically, but she says it takes time. Some of the things she's doing right now in the Senate, uh, which was real dope, you know, anti-lynching bill with Cory Booker. That's a very, it's very huge. 2018, like, I thought we've been done with lynching since. Dude, like, like, why, like, why is that just now becoming a federal crime now in, 20, in the end of 2018? But, you know, just the times we live in. Uh, so also, she also was kind of fighting back for a little bit. People can do some research this, uh, in, this last month in December, going back for a criminal bipartisan bill, which is great. This is good. It's good work, bipartisan, but she kind of wanted to take a, a, a farther stance. Uh, so yeah, that's, those are some of the myths I think people have as delusion. So kind of transitioning now into social media posting and social media etiquette. Uh, I think in, in, you know, in our community, it's a time where a lot of people are trying to support the black community, HBCU community, and specifically women that are part of this community. And uh, I've just seen some posts that were just a little just disturbing, talking about her, don't let her be an HBCU grad, an AKA, and let that fool you, like that they just want to dive us in. And no, this is someone who's really fighting on your side. And we, we, that's why we wanted to do this series today on breaking things down. We're going to have the links to, to this information so people can fact check as well. We're all about doing our due diligence. But uh, yeah, man, what do you think about that? I mean, her attorney general record is really surprising. I didn't even know she had a, she created a database for crime related statistics, specifically for police related deaths in the entire state. That's important. Yeah, and I didn't know this as well. I mean, a lot of the negative feedback that I was just seeing online from a lot of different uh, channels and portals um, were saying, you know, basically she was locking up uh, you know, disproportionate amount of minorities, which is not the case. Um, I mean, looking at some of her numbers, uh, I see when she was district attorney in San Francisco, there were increases in incarcerations um, in terms of some drug offense, um, offenses. But by the end of her tenure there in San Francisco, the conviction rate uh, in her particular county was basically the lowest um, in the state of the six major cities that were there. Mm -hmm. So it's, it, some of this is not necessarily accurate. Um, she's always been a proud HBCU graduate. She's always definitely stood up for um, minorities, um, people who don't have a voice per se, um, nonviolent criminals. Um, I think a lot of her, her partnerships across the aisle have been good as well. Um, I, I'm one who Strictly, I have a political opinion about different things, but I don't want to stalemate and I don't want the government to be shut down yeah. for silly reasons. I feel like she has the ability to reach uh, across the aisle um, much more better than this current you know, administration's president we have now. I feel like um, no candidate is perfect. You're not going to agree with every particular uh, position that they stand on, especially if you're coming from a law enforcement background as well uh, because of our community's basic interactions with police and, and being sentenced for crimes. Um, but I feel like from a moral standpoint, um, it was a big situation that happened um, where uh, I can't remember what year it was, but at an officer's funeral, um, it 
was uh, basically 2,000 city cops that were there that when the speaker got up and said, you know, I want this person to serve the death penalty, yeah. um, and 2,000 cops stood up and clapped and basically was focusing on her to give the death penalty to a particular person. She still voted against that and did not, uh, uh, you know, see the death penalty. Yeah. And that wasn't a popular thing to do at that point in time. Yeah. Try to get rid of so um, I, I definitely feel like you have someone that you can follow, you can back. Um, I would encourage everyone to get more information, do your own research about this particular candidate as well, not just because she's AK, not just because she's black, not just because she's an HBCU graduate, but those are good things to, to, to definitely um, focus on. We've never had any of those three things that I've mentioned before, a African-American female, an HBCU graduate, yeah. Um, a divine organization member ever been president, give this person an opportunity before you negatively just cast your way and say, ah, I can't vote for her. Yeah. Who are you voting? <laughs> Michelle is not running, guys. Michelle is <laughs> so, not running. <laughs> Michelle is not running. <laughs> so, um, this is, uh, we want to put that information out there for everyone. Yeah. No, this was good, man. And then even relating that back too with the, with the, uh, with the death penalty situation, that ties into the issue that goes forth with her becoming attorney general now, and they're putting up big money to go against her. The police ain't for her. <laughs> the police was not looking out for her in California. <laughs> they're not. Uh, it's so crazy when she ran, um, uh, I think, if I'm not mistaken, she ran against the district attorney from Los Angeles yeah. uh, for one of her reelection bids. Yeah. But she actually even got the mayor of Los Angeles to endorse her. Yeah. Being in his own city. So um, I definitely feel like she can reach across the aisles. She has a good background. Um, she definitely has a good network as well. I, I, I don't know who she's going to pick for vice president to run with her. I mean, that's going to be a year down the line. Um, but there's some good candidates that I, I like that's out there. And I feel like they have a progressive platform as well. Yeah. I think, I think a, a debate with coming out is. Just getting out of that Democratic primary, it's a lot of women running. They, they've made their voices known and heard. It may be, it, it seems like it's that time. Like, I mean, at this point, I'm right there with you, man. Like, I just need somebody who's a little stable, that cares about people, that is going to do the right thing. That's not, it's not all about them. And because people being poor, low, losing their mortgages, losing, you know, losing cars, car notes being repoed, like, it's ridiculous. And we're talking about the wall. I was listening to some, uh, what is it? some uh, some people in the Navy and, you know, Coast Guard, specific, specifically Coast Guard stories, they are the wall. They're out there in the sea making sure the borders are safe and you're not paying the Coast Guards. <laughs> like, it's crazy. It's ridiculous. It's crazy. And you're sitting here, you know, playing golf, hanging out, talking about bullcrap, tweeting stupid stuff, and federal workers and TSA and border security, people in the military, they're not getting paid. And, you know, there is um, some some points on both sides, yeah. some negotiation that can be made. Um, so it's not strictly the wall, but we got a president who's known for shutting down Trump states, Trump University, um, bankrupting casinos, shutting down uh, various foundations. Mm -hmm. And he shuts your government down. Well, elections matter, guys. Yeah. Elections matter. Yeah, 
and 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 the other the last news with the social with the social talk. I can understand people having the rights to you know they don't agree with the party system. That's fine, but I I think we got to play it smart. There's a just stop playing chess, not checkers, and uh, trying to go back and split this between independent and Democratic Party. At this point, the Republican Party has shown their true colors in the last two years, and uh, that's that's pretty much all I got for the night, man. But yeah. So we can't split, split the ticket, guys. We can't split the ticket. I mean, I love some of these super progressives. Um, moderate progressives, you're still the same thing at the end of the day. You're not far right wing. So we we got to find a candidate to stick behind it. There's going to be other candidates who are going to put their name in as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but all we're saying is do your own research. Um, give um, her a chance as well. Support her. And... Um, that's all we got for you guys. Thanks everybody for joining in. Yeah. Oh, and visit. If you guys want to check out our website, KamalaHarris.org, uh, Secure Act Blue. They said her average donation was like $37, I think, or something like that. Is that right? Yeah. Somewhere so, in between there. Uh, over 1.5 million raised, so clearly has a shot. In a day. Um, <laughs> absolutely. And, and last thing, guys, stand with Billy, too. We oh, got like um, if you can cash out five dollars to dollar sign stand with Bennett, um, ten dollars, whatever you do, um, they're getting donations. But February is coming up. Yep, February's so, coming up. All right, man, this was good. Good night, people. All right, y'all.